Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Between Realities. How the hell are you? My name is Alex. I am joined here by my co-host, Skiva. Skiva, how you doing, dude? I'm great, man. I'm great. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm great. It's been, a, it's been a good two weeks, but, you know, I missed, last week I missed hanging out with everybody. Yeah, so, yeah. We, we missed you guys. Thank mm -hmm. you guys so much for being here. Um, hello to all of our loyal fans who I'm sure were besides themselves last week without an episode, but fear not. We are here, everyone. We're together, and uh, we are going to have an amazing time this week. So thank you so much for joining us. Lissa VR, of course, first in the chat, as always. Thank you so much for being a part of the Between Realities community. Lissa, VR Central in the house. We got Smashed Reality in the house. Um, Vivian, Jason, hello, Vivian. It wouldn't be this. This wouldn't be this episode if you weren't here, Vivian. So thanks for stopping by as well. Who else we got? We got Sampler19 in the house. Thank you so much for being here. Person Person, who has been present lately. It's been great having Person Person around for... Yeah, Person Person dropped in. He's been in our Discord, hanging out. And he um, get me. He got me back into Jet Island, which is a fantastic friggin' VR game um, that's really fast, ultra cool. It's like a giant skate park almost with a hoverboard. It's so sick. I have so not sick. played it, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to need to. Of course, yeah. we have Gamertag VR here. Gamertag! Dude, Gamertag VR, Ooh. now the community manager for XR Games. Hell yeah! The new Zombieland head yep. shooter game, so congratulations, GT. We are, of course, huge fans, and uh, we're so excited to see what you're going to do in the VR community. This is amazing. Yep. Uh, inside VR, Martin is here. What's up, dude? Good to see you as well. What's up? And the Bearded Bard. From VR Trend Magazine, he's Heck the homie. Yeah. Thanks for being here as well. What dude. is up? Um, waiting in the wings with us. I don't want to waste any time bringing this guy in. He is one of the most talented commentators I've ever heard in my life. This guy is the founder of V Respawn, which is a virtual reality esports organization, and he has undoubtedly the best fucking hairdo in the VR Hell industry. Yeah. Please, everybody, welcome to Between Realities, Mr. Poonanners. Hey, hey what is up dude you were expecting me to do the thing right uh yeah you you know well whatever i mean we'll take what we can get thanks ah, for they, being they here man all right everybody at the same time hands on the desk um <laughs> all right you know everyone at home you can't see we have a we have a really awesome desk here it's time for us to reach up on top there's a force field in the way so you know <laughs> it is what it is but this guy punaner is this fucking amazing scene that you see before you believe it or not no green screen can you believe yeah, this these shit? These buttons all do stuff. Oh, wow. Look at that, dude. No wow. green screen over there for Poonaners. So that whole thing right there, that is all a set. It's all built in. Like Super you can reach set. back and touch yeah, that those wall. Are, those are 455 inch TVs. Good thing that those they started printing those things like paper a long time ago. So they've yeah. been very cheap. <laughs> it actually costs more than the TV, it turns out. Jeez. But the uh the I was working with green screens at first and they were just getting to be such a hassle especially whenever you had reflections or you had somebody on set who had literally any green in there or you couldn't get your lighting right. Mm -hmm. I was like, I was like, forget it. We're doing it live. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. We're doing it live to fix yeah. the quote for you. <laughs> uh, Robin is here. Hello, Robin. It's good to see you. What's up, Robin? Um, you know, you're not the only one with fancy equipment. All right. I don't know if you guys can hear it yet, but Steve and I fucking upgraded over here. Okay. Oh yeah, we did. Look at that. We both got our own microphone. Now we are rocking these like sure, X five thousands or whatever the fuck they're called. Like S I recommend sure for audio every day. Dude, yeah. they are really nice. Like yeah. this is the first time that we've sat down and used them, but like now we both have our own microphone. Yes. We've got this incredible mixer. Can you can you pick this up? Is it can we show it? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Without, yeah. without messing things up. Like look at this thing. Look at this. It's got lights. 
on it. It's got the RGB going on, and there's these, these buttons <laughs> that we can hit on it. It's so sick. By the way, everybody, if you're new to the channel, this is a really good opportunity for you to click the subscribe button. And, you know, I would really recommend that you do it. Because if you don't, Satan himself is going to rise above from hell underneath and hit his demons and make his way with you for all the time. So fucking subscribe, you fools. And I would do that <laughs> if I were you because it will get bad and scary if you don't. We got buttons for Alex to fuck with now, yeah, so sorry. shit's going to get weird. Sorry, everybody, but shit is going to get crazy. And I, thanks again I, I for being here. I that microphone because I wasn't planning on using it today. <laughs> thanks again for being here on between realities <laughs> like a uh, like a kid with a, with a whole bunch of red buttons in front dude, of him yeah, he should have never showed me how to do any of this stuff it's gonna be way too awesome yeah. the, uh, the equipment that i use for that is actually a foot pedal about this big with a bunch of buttons on it that sits under the desk Ooh, no shit foot pedal well just yeah, as soon uh, digitech vocal 300 it is some old equipment from back in my music producer days well, just That's when I thought sits, that we were there. there, you know, I thought that, we were there. The sure microphone I use for it sits down here. Oh. I, just don't, I, have, I don't usually do that anymore, but it, it just, I never put the equipment away. I just hit the mute button, like, literally before the stream started. It's like, well, I don't want to pick up that. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Tones? My bones. Thanks for jumping in here. Did I get the echo down? Are we back to normal yeah. here? Because, yeah, like, you know, normal. I don't want to know. Well, this is great, and I guess we're gonna have to get one of these foot pedal things too, because uh, nah, yeah, you don't need to you know, go that far. Yeah, I mean, I thought <laughs> we had a legit a setup, but after a while, and you have to make yourself stop. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's unlimited stuff you can get for podcasting and VR, man. Very expensive mm, habits. I actually, I do, I do recognize that deck on um, when I was looking on Amazon, because like I, I mostly work with equipment that we would use on the road, and we do like live shows and what have you, or any kind of like a, a production stuff or like. A, local band stuff they used to do back in the day nice and and they had uh these like streamer platforms that were like all touch screen and rgb and a bunch of stuff like like the one that you see, you see yeah there. and i was like well i have like a lot of channels and i need it to be mostly analog because i don't want to have to fight it yeah i got one that took uh, that had a usb like basically had a built-in sound card so i could plug it in usb into the computer in order to get clean audio mm -hmm. that lasted all of two months and then it stopped working and ended up having to go a different route. Oh, that's like, not good. It, it, what's funny is I grew up a computer nerd, but when it comes to, to audio, I was like, I can't trust the computer. Yeah, man. Audio's tough, man. Audio and lighting is a pain well, in the buttocks. Lighting was a new thing for me to have to learn. Shout out yeah. to Z-Man, uh, part of the Respawn. He's been doing production, like audio visual production for a long time. So he explained a lot of that stuff to us. Hey, uh, what's so up, more Central? Thanks for being here. Yo, can we get Pooh Nanners turned up? Oh. Uh... He's a little quiet for us. Yeah. I can turn myself up louder. Yeah. I can, maybe I can turn us down to level us out a little bit. We need, we need more, we need no, we need more poo. Need more poo. More, well, you just <laughs> go on Discord, poo -poo. just turn the meter that way, I guess. We need more poo. We need more nanner. All right, I think, I think we're down enough, and he's up enough where we should kind of even out. Okay. Well, you also I can be louder. Like you know, being loud is like ninety percent of what I do. Be louder. Yeah, that's what I've been trying to do. Skeeter's over here trying to My make us quieter. My baby's at else's house today. I don't have to worry about waking up no kids. That's nice. right. That's I don't want to be quieter. In fact, make us twice as loud and then make Poonanners three times as loud. <laughs> because I want to be louder. That's my side two days. I'll be playing like a freaking EDM. Like, I want to get louder. <laughs> Obscure Nerd VR is in the house. What's up, Andy? What's up, dude? dude? So good to see you. And Delirium Drew, of course, is here as well. The homie. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Drew's been doing some streaming lately. Yeah, you he guys, has. You guys check out Delirium. He's got like a legit stream set up now where you can see him. It's it's really awesome. His quality bar is shooting way up through the roof these yeah. days. Yeah, he's yeah. awesome. And he's a yeah. fucking shredder. Yeah. Saber. 
So with a lot of games, actually. He's just a, he's good, just gamer. a good gamer. Yeah. Yeah. In general. So listen, we weren't here last week. All right. Guess why? Boom. I got married. Everybody. Oh, there it is. Shit. There's a fucking ring on my finger. That's it. It's over. It has been done. And uh, we took the Alex week off. Alex got an upgrade. I got an upgrade indeed. Oh, there it is. Oh, look at this. What the fuck? Alex VR, that's me, everybody. <laughs> Read them and weep. That is a highlight. Um, that's a screen unlike anything you've ever seen before. And uh, courtesy of Poonanners. <laughs> I'll email it to you. <laughs> yeah, email that to me. That's that's like my bump now for my, the videos that I don't make on my channel. Um, <laughs> so we uh, we went to Vegas to do the the Bachelor thing. And I had some friends from all over the country, some friends from Michigan, Florida, different fucking states. Like everybody showed up and uh, we went to Vegas and we did it up pretty legit style. There's a nice mm -hmm. picture of uh, the Between Realities logo making an appearance on Fremont Street there for you. And uh, I'm pretty sure that was a couple of hours into our nice light little mushroom trip <laughs> that we did. <laughs> We were definitely between realities in Vegas, and uh, we ate some magic mushrooms there, and um, you know had a pretty good time for the most part. <laughs> yeah, dude, it was it was super it was super awesome. Yeah, it really it was. Somebody awesome. to slide into other dimensions. We yeah, did yeah. at uh, the last Oculus Connect that we were at. There was a lot of stress and a lot of things going on, so all the streamers in V Respawn, other people, they were all just handing me edibles. It was like, hey, hey California. there it is, dude. Oh, cool. and at one point, I think I was in um, Carmax unscripted speech, and I was just literally sliding to like thirty-five dimensions. <laughs> Uh, and then the other guys were like, they're, they're like, we're bored, let's go. And I'm like, and which is fun, it's funny, nothing I would ever agree with, given Carmack being an old programmer and the guy being my hero growing up. But in that moment, it's like, oh, no, that makes sense. Yeah. You're like, yeah makes sense. <laughs> so we left, and I'm handing out wristbands, and I'm marking people off for the after party and doing the whole thing. But I am gone. And it wasn't until, like, much later, one of the other guys was just saying, hey, man, didn't seem like those edibles hit you at all. I was like, bro, I was piecing my consciousness back together from vibrations in the universe. You have no idea. I'm like, wow, you can deal. It's like, not my first rodeo. You know, dude, and you know what's something that I realized? I only ate a gram, okay, which, you know, if you're unfamiliar, is a pretty small dosage, right? Like, one gram of mushrooms isn't a whole lot. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized that have, had I done any more, I definitely would not have made it out of our hotel room. Like, this shit is not to be messed with, you know? Your ability like, to figure things out gets hosed. Yes. It's, um, it, they call it ego death if you take enough. I think uh, the time I experienced that was seven or eight on some designer's rooms. I, I, I overestimated my, my experience. A guy for, like, New Year's a long time ago just handed some designer's rooms his buddy grew. They were dehydrated. Which is what I hear you're not supposed to do, but he's like, eat him with peanut butter. I'm like, I'm fine. And then uh, I'm not a, uh, you know, when they say people have common sense, right? Um, I mean, those <laughs> people who know me I'm, I have autism spectrum disorder, so I don't have any of those things. Everything <laughs> has to be learned, right? So I have to analyze and understand how everything works in order to do it, right? And shrooms literally just took all that of, of, from me. It was gone. Wow. And so I'm watching people operate four-wheelers while they're, like, you know, messed up on shrooms. And I was like, you guys are geniuses because I can't understand how my backpack works. Right. Now, we were trying to order an Uber <laughs> and, like, got stuck in a hotel lobby for an hour. Um, but, yeah, dude. It's I, funny how dumb it can make you. It, it really is. And what I realized, too, is that, honestly, it really is spiritual medicine, man. And, like, it, yeah. it, it was yeah. begging me to go sit by myself. It was like, hey, dude, like, you should probably go sit in a quiet room by yourself and close your eyes you know, and uh, start diving inward. And I was like mm -hmm. fighting that the whole time. I'm like, okay, no, like <laughs> I'm with friends. I'm supposed to do stuff, you know, but like the whole time it's like, go be by yourself, go sit down, go, go inward. You well, know? that stuff is all about going inward. It's, it it's an mm -hmm. inside journey and it's not one of those things where you're like, oh, let's take a bunch of mushrooms and go party. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's really yeah, like, do that are crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. And that's, and that's why we Better only did a small dosage with themselves. Yes. <laughs> and that's why we only did a small dosage because I knew any more than that and we're going to be we're going to be knocking on the door of of eternity. 
Uh, so anyway, we did a little mushrooms. We went to Fremont Street, as you can see there. We had a good time. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we took a couple of days off. And then, uh, I mean, I, was, I spent my whole week being busy with friends and family in town and stuff. And then, of course, the wedding was on April... What day? What uh, April third? Mm -hmm. April third. Remember that date, dude. I know. April third, <laughs> four, three, two, one. Right? Boom. Now everyone's gonna remember. <laughs> April third, the twenty first. Here's a beautiful photo of uh, Steve and I. There we. Uh, if, if it wasn't for my dang wife, man, man maybe it would have been us that got married. You know? like, we make a beautiful couple, don't you agree? Look at us. Also, there's a good there's a good idea of how fucking big Skiva actually is because I'm standing. Uh, I'm squatting a little bit too. I am squatting a little bit. So yeah, yeah. yeah. So, we, so me and Skiva got to hang out more then, huh? Oh, yeah. are you tall too? I'm six five. Yeah. Oh, so all right. whenever, you're you're a shorty. Yeah. So whenever I, would, six, whenever I would do interviews with people at like OC six, we'd have to like do a perspective shot. Well, so it didn't look you've weird got yeah. Skiva yeah. will overpower you. So yeah, dude, it was a, it was honestly <laughs> oh, a, he's fucking... a bigger guy than me, but at least it's less weird. Yeah, <laughs> it <laughs> was true. good shit, dude. True. It was a beautiful wedding, and it was. Uh, it I was. it was like probably the best day of my whole fucking life, and uh, it was I was super emotional, dude. I cried like all goddamn day. Oh, here's a photo of my beautiful bride and I cutting the wedding cake for you guys all. Mm -hmm. We're still waiting for like actual photos to come back, you mm -hmm. know. So if you guys uh, like follow me on Twitter, I might. I might share a few. I don't normally share a lot of like personal photos and stuff like that with like my VR family, but I just got married. So you guys can probably look forward to a couple of those coming out. But yeah, my beautiful bride, Brittany and I, boom, married, got the ring on dude. And that's that. So, uh, you know, we don't like to take a week off, but I feel like, uh, yeah, it was justified. It was a justified time yep. to do it's it. A week for well sure. spent, I think. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, man. So now we're just kind of getting back into life and uh, we're doing so with these brand new fucking spanking, exciting microphones and this awesome mixer and poo nanners on the line with us. And <laughs> fuck, man, things could be worse. You know what I mean? And we got a lot of codes to give away today, too. I mean, we're, you know, we'll, we'll give away a few games here and there. And then afterwards, uh, maybe go check Discord. There'll be some codes in there as well. So if you want games... We got games, we yo. We got some games. I, yep. I might drop one in the chat here in yep. a little while. So thank you guys so much, everybody in the chat who are congratulating me. I love you guys. Um, it was awesome. And, uh, you know, I should probably move on before I start getting a little emotional. You know what I mean? <laughs> so who nanners? He yes. is a dude, okay? And he's a dude <laughs> who fucking knows his esports and uh, who knows his VR. Maybe uh, maybe someone is, is just now meeting you, Pooh Nanners. So... I would love if you could kind of give us just a little bit of background, right, on you and on VR, on, on V Respawn. And as you're doing so, I kind of learned about this name, right? Because Poo Nanners, okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it if it triggers the same thing for everybody else, but when I hear Poo Nanners, Nani, I'm thinking about they they are close. I hear pussy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that's what I'm thinking about when uh, I think about Poonanners. The first time I heard Poonanners, so like that's another thing, thing with the whole like autism <laughs> thing. When I hear words that are weird or sound funny. They rattle around my head and I can't get them out. And, uh, or I'll just start blurting them or they become like just the dumb thing that I do. I know the other day I was watching a YouTube video where the person kept saying, okay, so here's the thing. She said that and then now I hear it everywhere I go when I find myself saying it, like I just, I hang on stuff. So in this particular case, it was high school shop class and I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere, Texas. And generally you would hear people say, stop horsing around, right? That's generally what people would say if they want you to stop fighting. In shop class where, you know, horsing around is more dangerous, this backwards 
shop teacher, he'd say, y'all stop that poonander. Someone's going to lose a hand. And that word stuck in my head and just kept rattling around. It named a cat poonander. like I couldn't let it go. And then um, I started noticing that, like, the, uh, the jock types in school, when they would get up from, like, their chair, they'd slap their chair and say, poonanders. And they'd get up and walk away. And I was like, what the hell does that mean? And somebody says, oh, that's his seat safe. Because that means he's going to kick your ass if you uh, take his seat. And I'm like, what the hell does poonanders mean? <laughs> and so I had to, like, figure it out on my own. And I was like, okay, maybe what they're saying is that poonanders is, like, something really stupid that's going to end in people being maimed, I guess. So, like, you know, if you don't stop the poonanders, you're going to lose a hand. And poonanders is what will happen if you take his seat. Maybe that's what it is, and I don't know. Okay. And then later on, when I was, that wasn't my gamer handle for, uh, for I never used it, but I was playing uh, with a bunch of friends that I've been playing video games with since, like, uh, Unreal Tournament 2003. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, buddy, Unreal Tournament. I love that They wanted shit. to play Planet Side 2, and I was like, I never played Planet Side 1, but okay. And <laughs> they wanted to play each faction. So the first faction had my regular gamer tag that everyone knew me by, and then the next character, they have to be, we were on a different server, a different faction, but this is the first time I run into this problem that your character name has to be unique across all servers. And I'm like, well, that's lame. And my brain just said, Poonanners. And I was like, okay, Poonanners. And then just kept playing and, and didn't really think of anything of it. My friends stopped playing. I kind of kept coming back to it. I found that I had more fun when I was just drinking and using proxy chat to just hang out with people and be goofy. And then next thing I know, we started like getting drunk enough to have like sing-alongs and karaoke. <laughs> and then I just started, I just slipped into this impression of the monster truck rally commercials that I grew up with my entire life. And then we just started dialing it up and trying to make it like crazier. Oh, that's fun. Holy shit. All right. We got yeah. we got a anyway. news alert here, everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's Texas. There's always somebody stealing something. <laughs> anyway, so the uh, th this um I can't remember where I was going with that one. Okay, yeah. So we were playing and we were singing and having fun, and then I was doing this monster truck rally voice, and then I just kind of kept as I do with everything in life, I can do it overboard. So I was like, well, you know, if I'm going to do this, I might as well bring in my vocal effects processor so I could do all the voices from the commercial, you know, with a go doubler and super deep and, and you know, <laughs> far away echo. Like, so I was doing that. That's what this effects pedal is doing there. And then I was like, well, you know what? I need sound drops. I was bringing that in, had eagle screes and explosions. And I was like, you know what? I, I should mix it with the, the freedom rhetoric that you see that video games will make fun of. Like, my favorite one was like Broforce. Oh, that I time. love that game. And so, so everything was all like shotguns and freedom and explosions. And people were just digging the character, but the impression got to be so good that people thought I was recording. And like in the middle of me doing my spiel that sounded like a recording, I'd have to jump over and say their name and incorporate it to what I was saying. Like I was really in the zone with the stuff that I would do. And, but I did all that under the character name Poonander. So I was then popularized under that name. So it kind of got stuck. And then we were doing... Uh, Esports shows around uh, Planet Side 2 battles, and uh, we did a, a world record match where Guinness showed up for like most number of people in FBS game. Uh, you can find um, some video that people put together of me casting that one really drunk. Uh, I had this <laughs> ability in proxy chat uh, for that game where I could just do that voice and, and I would play like, you know, like small bits of music, like, you know, uh, 1985 hair band metal stuff. Uh, mostly Motley Crue, but just a little bit just to get people pumped up while I'm doing voice stuff over the top of it, like it's a radio DJ, but instead I'm talking about freedom and shit. And people were loving it, and, all, and you would actually see the tide of battle shift. I would just do that, and like what would be essentially a stalemate, it would just it would roll over. <laughs> and I started getting so good at it that the rolls started happening faster and faster to where it looked like I wasn't actually doing it at all. And it was like people just knowing I was there since they had seen previously that they won, that they became even more brazen with their attacks. One guy was saying that my voice literally increases his adrenaline 
and thus increases his accuracy. And people's like, yeah, Poonander's in the uh, squad means plus two to accuracy. Holy shit. And then so it got to be where people would say it in yell chat. They're like, Poonander's is here. And the other team in yell chat would say, bye. Like, they would just leave. They're like, I don't want to even deal with this. Wow. And, um, yeah, like, I would little, like, rock it. I would, uh, I would log into the server. I'd have my drink, like, uh, Crown and Coke, big old sign of it. And I would have all my stuff set up, ready to go. I'd fire up the stream. And then I would say, where's the biggest fight? And I'd press you know, instant action to drop on it. So you're dropping out of a metal drop pod. And while it's going, I held down the proxy button, and I'd fire up a, it's your one-way ticket to midnight. Rolling heavy metal. <laughs> and like, you can hear it like falling out of the sky. It's getting closer. I smack the ground. I do the eagle scream. Scream! I'm like, somebody call for a bastard! <laughs> I'm just like, and it's like, it was really funny because the fight would be going nowhere, like literally nowhere, like a bio lab. Like they're just stuck in there. They're just farming. People are just trying to, you know, get their certs. They're not really trying to win, but they probably couldn't if they wanted to because they're just pinned in there. And like my, my thing hits the ground. I get half a sentence out and then the space is destroyed. And I'm like, okay, were they, were they about to do that? And I just showed up, but like everybody's wow. just giving me credit for <laughs> no, that. But you it get just, 100% it became, credit. It became a thing where people knew that that's what was going to happen, so they would all just jump the gun faster and faster to where I actually didn't get to enjoy it anymore because it was really fun, me charging into the fight, getting murdered, then getting picked up by medics as the front line advances and just continuing doing that and leading like locusts across the land. But they started moving so fast, and they introduced redeploy side, which is where everybody just redeployed everywhere. There's no more la real land battles, and it kind of just got boring. Uh, but VR was coming out, and I had some friends who were going to get like the uh, CV-1, and I was, uh, I'm older, and I was around for VR during the uh, late 80s and the early 90s. I tried out some, like, you know, micro uh, display headsets, uh, playing Descent 2. And oh, Descent 2 in VR? Yeah, on oh, a $3,000 wow. headset at um, an incredible universe when I was coming through for a state programming contest. Cool. And I was like, oh, this is great. Never be able to afford it, but awesome. Uh, but, yeah, so I thought, I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait for the second generation headset to come out. I'm not going to get the first generation. And a bunch of my buddies were getting them, and I was like, oh, I'm not going to get left out. So I tried to place my order, and if you remember, those of you who placed your order for CV1s, it was a, it was a mess. <laughs> Didn't really quite work out the way you would have liked it to. And so mm -hmm. mine was getting, like, my, my order was getting pushed and pushed and pushed, and I was like, well, I'm not going to get left out. So I also placed an order for a Vive. My Vive literally arrived a week before the CV1. Oh, wow. So I had both of them going, and I was impressed at, like, just the one-to-one -one tracking on the controllers for the Vive. I was like, as somebody's longtime programmer, I was like, how am I not seeing any of this delay? How? Yeah, <laughs> like, and, and, and when you got your Rift, right, there was there was no motion controls at that point. You it came with an Xbox well, controller. Well, for the CV1. Right? For the, the CV1, Vive, the right. Vive had motion right. controls. Yeah. Right, right. So because yeah. my Vive came in first. The CV1, we kind of just messed around with it a little bit, although I did get into playing Blaze Rush, and while I was playing oh. Blaze Rush, I would do that voice like as a commentator for the cars that are going along, and people would love Where that Where is that game on the Quest? I feel like that game would destroy on the Quest, right? You all, for anyone that hasn't played it, right, you're kind of looking down at this chorus of cars, and it's almost like Mini Motor X, but way, way better, and, um, and kind of like Mario Kart built in a little bit, where you're shooting your friends' cars, and just fantastic game. I really I think like Blaze Rush. that game appeals more to us adults because it's nostalgic as hell. Like you're playing it, you're just like, yeah. this is what I imagine I was doing with my Hot Wheels cars. Yeah, yeah. Or like exactly, RC Pro Am right on Nintendo. Size. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love the way that that game made me feel. But yeah, you're right. I'm surprised yeah. somebody hasn't tried to do more with that. I think they might have just put it on the PlayStation Store, and they were just like, you know, what? Here's the money. Well, I remember what they 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 ported it to the Go. Right, the Oculus Go, and oh, they did, why, yeah, which is crazy that's that they crazy. never bothered bringing it over to the Quest because that's where the money's at, right? If you're a developer and you want to make some money, you're going to the Quest. Mm -hmm. So, 
I don't know. We'll have to look into that. Yeah. Like, why you guys even? Well, it's like um, Bullfrog who got sold out to EA. Everybody wants a new Dungeon Keeper game, and they're just not putting one out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't want more Dungeon Keeper? That yeah. game is hilarious. Yeah, and then another <laughs> game that that I always say needs to come to the quest is Brass Tactics. Um, you know, I've been playing that actually more lately again. My buddy, uh, one of our Patreons, uh, Jonathan Zug, uh, we just that game, man. So Brass Tactics is a real-time strategy game mm-hmm. where you're, you have a table in front of you and you're placing, you know, uh, little little buildings. We, we worked with them at V Respawn. <laughs> oh, dude, such an incredible <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah. And we really where like the is game, that on the it quest? Was, it was kind of niche. Like, it wasn't, it just didn't, it didn't reach a broad audience. And a lot of VR yeah. games are like that. Like, it's just really hard to capture what it is people want and for my money uh the the game that would have easily captured everything would have just been them doing what vivecraft did did but just put it on the freaking quest just with the yeah. motion controls like where i can literally climb and swim and do everything mm-hmm. and uh you know you know microsoft is not giving up that easy <laughs> no, like, no 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 you guys ain't getting this <laughs> we know what powerfulness this is <laughs> but valheim they got a mod out for valheim yes, no motion controls just yet but i've been yeah. a fan of valheim uh very recently and uh, I'm I'm very interested to uh, fire up the VR mod, if anything, just to see how things look in VR. Dude, that team I do want is doing though. some shit. They're doing more than Val- Valheim right now. There are there are a there's a squad of people right now who are doing flat screen games to VR. Valheim being one of them, Breath of the Wild being another one of them. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I'm familiar with those guys too. Holy I saw you guys crap. have a conversation, but yeah, the Breath of the Wild is. I mean, Valheim is pretty much just inspired by Minecraft and Breath of the Wild. And mm-hmm. that's the only reason why I even like Valheim is its adjacentness to Breath of the Wild, which is probably the best game I've ever played. I didn't think they could actually make me like um, Zelda again. I was always a big Zelda fan. Skyward Sword came out, and I just wasn't interested. Mm. And then uh, then my brother and my best friend, they were all like, dude, you have to play Breath of the Wild. I was like, I don't want to. And they're like, look, we're mailing you a Wii U <laughs> yeah. in the game. Just play it. And so I played it, and I was like, oh, this game is amazing. Like, it's, just, it, it's like you're in a Hayao Miyazaki movie at some point. And which is really funny, the developer says, yeah, that was on purpose, what we were going for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah. And so the whole time I was playing it, though, when after VR came out, me and my friends were just like, dude, this game needs to be in VR. Like, if anything, just to ride a bicycle around in it. Dang. Well, and now, I yeah. guess, Diva, you didn't play Breath of the Wild, so you might as well just wait for the fucking VR mod at this point. No, I, well, so I played, yeah, I played, a, I played, uh, I went through two of the, the big beasts, uh, and then I stopped okay. at that point because there were some VR games that came out, and I had to put, I had to put yep. Zelda down. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. a hard game to put down. It <laughs> is, it is. But you know, if anything can make me put down a Zelda game, it's VR. Yeah. Well, you're right. Flat you know? games, flat games, kind of yeah. suck in that regard. It's they really do, hard. Yeah. It's really funny <laughs> when I see on Reddit flat gamers talk about like, uh, this game doesn't have enough immersion or this ruins immersion. It's like, how can you guys even use the word immersion? That's totally a VR word. Why are it y'all is, using right? that word? It's not immersion is not possible through a through a, a window that doesn't. Even windows have 3D. You're looking at a painting that moves. <laughs> right. Yeah, the only way to do it, and this is something I'm surprised we actually haven't seen a little bit more of, would be head tracking in comparison to a screen. Because like that's what I saw first mm. when I initially started getting involved in any of this stuff, is I saw head tracking before I saw head-mounted displays. So head tracking on a screen, like it's like looking through a window, and if you move your yeah, head, yeah. the things on screen could move and, and can provide depth to the image. So you know, that would possibly be a way to do it without being in VR, but nobody ever did that. So. Well, the biggest thing they should add, if anything, for those flat gamer guys is just a little bit of 3D tracking on your head. So it's really funny. So you guys know, like, the whole foveation thing, right? Your eyes move around, and that's literally how your brain constructs the image. You don't realize that your head makes these also very small movements, and, or that's how you tell three-dimensionally where something is. There is stereo location, but it's not perfect. And your head ends up just doing these small little movements as sound is coming mm-hmm. in. It's very quick. 
but that's how you know where something is. And that's why in VR, when you hear a sound, you know exactly where that sound is. And you could use a flat game who is using the exact same 3D audio generation technology and high-end headphones, and you still are, you could ballpark where it is, but you don't know exactly where it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just because don't, people don't realize that there's little head movements that your head's doing in order to suss out where something is. And I was like, I, when I play a flat game that doesn't have that head tracking for the audio, now my ability to take that approximation that stereo gives you and know where it is has become so bad because I'm so used to the way it is in VR that I can't even I can't even hold my own in those flight games. Spatial VR, spatial audio. Like they sounded like they were everywhere. I don't know how. You, spatial <laughs> audio blows my goddamn mind. Yeah. Still mm-hmm. to this day, like and even the simplest implications of it. Like if I'm playing a VR game and there's a stereo on over there and it's getting louder as I get closer to it and then I like walk past it and mm-hmm. I can hear it behind me. Like that just fucking blows my mind, man. No, it I blows my mind. A Valve game? You play yeah. a Valve game and they they bother to uh put Doppler effect in there as well. Yeah, <laughs> so good. All right, so hey, so we're a little off. We we got a little off now, but I feel Always. like we were about. I feel like we were about yes. to kind of hear the birth of uh, of V respawn. Yes. Yeah, yeah. So we got we got got a bit into VR. So that but that was also explaining what was happening. So I was right. getting into VR, and I was already doing like esports related stuff, and uh. I saw an E3 video of Echo Arena, and I was like, oh, this is the game. Like, I was so excited and just just basically uh, drooling at the mouth to get my hands on this game. Saw that they were going to have this beta you could sign up for, so I was all about that life. And got in there, was immediately playing that game, and was immediately really good at it as well. And because, uh, like, I just, my brain can learn stuff really very quickly. It's uh, once everybody has the same amount of hours in a game, or once everybody has access to infinite hours in a game, I'm toast because I just can't commit <laughs> that kind of time. But the same amount of hours, I do well really uh, uh, off the bat. That's why, like, uh, the Population 1 beta, everybody had the same amount of hours. Who's oh, at yeah, the top dude, of the leaderboard? You were shredding. This guy. You were shredding. And they said, oh, we can't wait to see you at the top of leaderboards. It's like, no, when you guys can commit 80 times the hours in me, I'm going to be nowhere near the leaderboard. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't do it. Um, I was like, I got a baby, man. Um, but yeah, so, so I was having a lot of fun playing that game. And then I was doing the same thing I was doing Planet Side 2. I was like, well, I'm going to get, I'm going to drink. And then you realize you're sweating to death and you're basically giving yourself heat stroke in that game. So you have to keep water and a towel nearby. And it's like, well, I can't drink as much. Or when I get tired, because I'm old, it's like, I'll sit down and drink and I'll just go into the practice area and I'll get the new players and we'll show them how to do stuff. And that was kind of working. And then I remembered, I was like, you know what I've always found in Planet Side 2 that gives people motivation is just doing that radio DJ commentator voice that gets people excited to hear their name and that they're doing something right. I'll do that, and I'll just kind of impromptu arrange matches against people I know who know how to play, like two people that have been playing for a while, and then like six people who just started. And then like uh, in my commentator like voice where I'm doing analysis, literally what I'm doing is I'm just telling them, that this is the new tr- technique they should work on in order to help them overpower these guys. Because, I mean, it's six to two. And so we were doing that back and forth, and I'm just cracking jokes, and we're just having a fun. It's really great flow. And the community manager, uh, Lil Trash Panda, was actually in there watching, and she's laughing. I, I hear other people laughing, but I, I'm, I'm focused on the game. And what she did was they, she was at work at Ready at Dawn Studios. So she just, like, lifts her headset up. And she's like, here's the lobby ID. Developers come in. And they started piling in to the lobby, and they were hanging out with her. And watching and just laughing. And then she says, and I was actually, I think, streaming at the time, too. I just fired it up just for fun. And because, uh, like, no, no one was watching Echo Arena stream. <laughs> right. And um, she said, you've got to be our commentator for this uh, esports league we're going to do with Intel in a partnership with Intel. And I was like, hey. So I literally, Ooh. that's when I stopped commentating and I floated over to her. And I had her, you know, tell me more. I'm on the Discord, blah, blah, blah. And it was like the time that I actually bothered to even make a Discord account, which is going to Echo Arena Discord. And 
Uh, but people promise, in entertainment, people promise me stuff all the time and never deliver. So since I had video of it, I cut it out and then like tweeted it at him. And I was like, I was like you said it, you can't unsay it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, next thing I know, uh, they were flying me out to Ready at Dawn to do their launch video for them that they were posting on Facebook. Had a whole production crew out there. And it was just because, wow. you know, uh, Oculus didn't know me from Adam at the point at the time. So they just wanted to see it. I was like, does this guy even know how to do stuff on camera? Is he just a voice on thing? And I was like, yeah, I know how to do it on camera. I know how to do it on stage. My parents made us all do it when we were young. Uh, that's why my masking is not terrible uh, for somebody with autism. And it's just, you know, just feed into me at a young age. Um, <laughs> but you talk to me long enough, you're like, that didn't, that, why did you say that? <laughs> um, yeah, so, so uh, they did that. I got to meet the head of Oculus Studios, uh, David Yee. He really liked me. Um, and he brought it back to Oculus and Intel, and they were like, cool, and then pushed it on ESL. ESL weren't big fans of having to work with somebody that wasn't one of their friends. They were very nepotistic over there. Uh, but, you know, I kind of won them over at least the first season, most of the people that worked there. Unfortunately, the second season, they replaced all those people, but I digress. Mm. Uh, the, the, the birth of V-Respawn was shortly after that. I'm talking to people about VR esports and these competitions and all these things that are coming up, and I'm, I'm doing commentary for other competitions. Like um, Gearbox had a thing up in Dallas where they were doing a big uh, – they were trying to do their own thing like DreamHack, right? They were trying to get that started. And they uh, had brought us all out there to do VR in a VR competition in – Oh, God, I can't remember the name of the game. It's like Servios' big hit. What was the name of that game again? Creed? Rise to Glory? No, or? no, 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 no. The, the first one, like 2016 oh, vibe. Oh, like the, the racing one? Um, no, 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 no. It's a shooting. It's a first-person shooter game. It's just uh, Raw Data. Uh, raw right Data. Thank yeah, you. Raw yeah. Data. yeah, it was their first massive game. Best thing that was on any of the VR platforms in 2016. It was great. And uh, so we did that. We were having people who were used to playing Quake and Quake Tournament, whatever, having them play against each other. It's funny. They immediately figured out how to teabag each other. Like, they just went right <laughs> to their heads. And this one guy was playing against his kid and was torching his kid. But, it's, and, but his kid was really young. But after a minute, it clicked with his kid how to play. And his kid, at some point, was murdering people so quickly, he stopped using weapons and started punching people to death. Torched oh, his dad. Wow. His dad had a bail, but it's like, but yeah. <laughs> I, and I know in that moment, that's when I noticed that the younger kids, their brains process and understand the new reality of uh, VR physics faster. Yeah. And so I was saying the same thing in Echo Arena. I was like, you know, new, the, these kids are going to take over. All the older guys told me I didn't know what I was talking about, and now like the top team are like they're awesome. Um, wow. But moving, there were, I would tell people about these competitions, and they would have never heard of it. No one knew what was happening. Nothing was. They, there was no information getting out. They would learn about three months after the fact. There was no real good advertising on anything. And so uh, me and Stealth Shampoo and a bunch of other people who had uh, competed earlier in a Servios competition, um, uh, which I ended up winning in the computer powers these TVs right now. Nice. Um, we wanted to get back together at E3, and we wanted to find people who were doing VR games and doing esports, and we were going to... Uh, help give them tips and tricks because there were a lot of e games that were supposed to be competition that were going to be marketed esports, but these guys just didn't know how it works in VR, uh, how, how to get in touch with the communities. Like the games were falling flat. And so we're like, we're going to get these guys early and we're going to help them out. Uh, like one of the first guys we met were um, the guys who did Final Assault. Like we were talking to the mm. guys before they were even telling them about their game, about how to do it right and how to, how to get in there. Um, but that's what we were doing, and then I saw David Yee, the guy from Oculus Studios, who I'd built a good uh, relationship with. He was there uh, doing a thing with Facebook Gaming, and I talked to him about it. I was like, hey, you guys need to put together like a channel or some kind of central place where people can get news about VR esports. It's like, because people aren't finding this information. They don't know anything. And he said, well, here's the problem. The market right now, this is why like, commercials and stuff like that don't really work. The market runs on authenticity. 
And the problem is, is that if we funded something, people would call the people doing it. We could afford to do this. We could make it happen. But if people would say everybody's a Facebook shill, and they would tune out. They would have nothing to do with it. They wouldn't care. He's like, you need authenticity. You need somebody with a real passion for the stuff, and they got to kind of do it on their own. And he's like, and right now, that's you. And he's like, he's like, we'll support you. Like, we'll enable you any way you want to. He's like, but, but you're going to have to do it. And I was like, oh, that seems like a lot of work. <laughs> <laughs> it is a lot of so work. <laughs> I told Stealth about it, and we started V-Respawn, and the original intent was we're just going to make a YouTube channel where we're just going to round up all the VR esports news. And he's like, and that'll be it. And then a guy named Bro, who was a big guy in the Pavlov community, he was uh, getting his degree in, like, journalism. And he's like, you know, you need to have a website where you have articles and stuff like that. So I was like, okay, fine. And so I just threw something together, and he started writing articles on it, started getting uh, Pesky Cashew and other people to write articles. And um, I had mentioned during one of our YouTube videos to Stealth, because uh, 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 OC5 was coming up, and I was going to be doing commentary for it. And I was mentioning how every esports event, that I, VR esports that I went to, and at that point, I had been to every one. I was the only one who'd been to every one. Um, that every one of them, we always have an after party with all the players and everybody and developers. And um, a lot of times, it's like impromptu. Like, we're like, let's all go to this bar. Let's all do this. And then the kids get left out because we're going to a bar. Um, or that I'll just like, you know, let's all meet in the hotel lobby and I'll order a bunch of pizzas. A lot of the times it's like literally me just spending my own money to throw like an after party for everybody because it's just, we want to keep it going. We want to keep having fun with everybody because mm -hmm. you, you develop these social relationships through VR uh, that are really strong, much better than it is in flat games where you all just kind of low-key hate each other, right? <laughs> Especially if you're playing like Call of Duty. Yeah. So it, it, as opposed to in VR, most people like each other to, to some degree. Um, I would say we all love so each other. I'd said, I was like, we need to have a big <laughs> yeah. after party for OC5. And, um, and Stealth, who was, getting, who was getting his degree in like um, media and marketing, all that stuff like that, like he's, he's, studying, you know, he's studying the rules. And he's like, well, you know, you're not supposed to announce stuff like that until you actually have something ready. And I was like, yeah, but, you know, who makes those rules, right? <laughs> I'm, I'm going to announce it right now. I'm going to make something happen, even if we have to, like, you know, rent a room at like a Dave and Buster's. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> I was like, I'm putting my own money in. I'll reach out to some devs I know and see if uh, what will happen. And uh, I had already booked, like, I, uh, for, like, two grand, I could easily get, like, a, a small room at, like, a Dave & Buster's kind of thing. And we were looking at that. And then uh, I mentioned it to David. And I said, would it be okay if I reached out to the devs? Because I don't want to do this, you know, without you knowing I'm planning on doing this. And he's like, yeah, go ahead. And I did that. And I reached out to all the devs who normally get back to me. And they were like, Ghost in me, like dead silence. Radio silence. And I was like, why are they not? I was like, are you just say no? Fine. And then I asked one of them, because I, I, when I ask somebody something and they don't respond, like I literally will not follow up with you because I don't want to be a nag, right? Yeah. And I, was, this is, I lost a lot of friends that way. <laughs> but it just, you know, I won't it's bother crazy. A lot they, of people do that, right? They, they don't answer. They don't say no. They just I'm fine don't with say not anything. Generally, you don't have time, yeah. maybe. Kind of like, But if you don't ever follow <laughs> up, like I'm not going yeah. to come back at you. Um, and so at one of them, I was just like, Hey dude, what's the deal? And they're like, well, we asked David, if it was okay. And he told us that, uh, to not do anything just yet. And I was like, what the hell? David? So I reached out to David, I was like, dude, what the hell? And he's like, well, you know, I mentioned it to, uh, Oculus and they said, or to Facebook and they said they wanted to just pay for it. And we're just trying to figure out the paperwork for it. So they were just going to just give me money outright. Hmm. And they're like, but it's like, but don't tell me, you don't have to tell anybody we're involved. Just put your name all over it. It can all just be you. And I was like, no, no, I don't work that way. I don't, I don't, I'm not a take all the credit guy. <laughs> can't <laughs> do that. 
Yeah. Um, so like everybody, would, uh, I think uh, Onward had a big show in that one. So I had told uh, Dante about it as well. Dante was excited because it was like his game that, you know, I mean, he learned to program from YouTube in high school and his game was doing so well that he was going to get to perform on this million dollar stage at uh, Oculus uh, like their game was. And it was going to be huge. So he was excited. He was inviting a bunch of his friends and he was sending money my way. And it's like, I thought we were pr printing up a big step and repeat, which is something Cell Shampoo had to teach me because I had no idea. I'm not a media guy. Um, for pictures and what have you. And so we get all this ready. Uh, Stealth had scouted out a place. It was improv in San Jose. Um, and we got, got all the money and everything all sorted out. Everybody's names on stuff. Um, Servios and everybody was, whoever wanted their name on step and repeat was all set up and ready to go. And I know that the, uh, we had the big uh, showing. This is where I told you, like, I was just, um, no, that one, uh, that one I, w I wasn't on edibles because I had to perform. <laughs> so, yeah. so that one I was fine. I was performing, but I was tired and fairly stressed out because there's just a lot of things going on at like the last minute. Like at one point, Oculus has me go to like some pizza place. I can't remember what it's called. Some popular pizza place down there. And like literally write a, a or have them run my credit card for like $600 for the pizza. I was like, <laughs> knock it out. Um, yeah, so it was just a, a lot of stuff was going on. And, uh, but then I noticed that he took me by the San Jose place so I could meet the staff and what have you, uh, but like a day or two before the event and talk about when we were going to bring stuff down. And I saw Bert Kreischer's name was on the uh, marquee. And I said, huh, I wonder if we can get him to come to the party. And while I was figuring that one out and handing out wristbands and handling my, um, my RSVP application uh, where people are messaging with it and also doing commentary, um, one of the... Servio's competitors came up to me and you know he knew about the after party and we knew him pretty well and he said uh he's like hey you see Bert Kreischer's playing there I was like yeah he's like, he's like I'm gonna go see him you want to and I was like oh I don't have time but I'd love to but I can't he's like well I'm gonna go see him he's like I'm gonna invite him to the after party and I was like oh sweet I needed to figure that out and you literally just volunteered before you handled and <laughs> and what was funny is he got in line he asked our Bert Kreischer we could come he's like he's like oh the staff already invited me to stay and I love VR stuff done so Bert Kreischer was at a party a lot smaller guy than you think <laughs> that's cool real well, quick yeah. we'll yeah, uh, so do a fun. shout out for uh, mateo 311 who joined us in the chat the homie he what's was, up mateo uh, working with alongside a swarm which just had a, a release this week which is extremely yeah exciting. everybody's been talking about that um lipnox vr also slid into the chat good to see you lipnox how's it going dude and uh zombie gaming came and went <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I, <laughs> sorry, I fucking didn't have the thing Jesus muted. Christ. Sorry, and then Bo, Bo, Bo <laughs> and Adi, hi Bo and Adi, <laughs> thanks for being here as well. <clears throat> now I uh, I want to fast forward to OC six because yeah, that's where I was going next. OC six, <laughs> you guys mm. were like a fucking force at OC six. Like I went to OC six, I didn't know anybody there, you know, but I did see this like swarm of no pun intended, right? of like <laughs> pink and blue jerseys cruising around like impossible to ignore the respawn group it was <laughs> dude and like i didn't even know vivian at the time and i've told the story on the show before but i'm just walking by with my microphone and my shirt that says alex vr on it i don't know vivian i do not know who she is she looks over and sees me grabs me by the shirt pulls me into this huge group of people she's like what's up everybody this is alex and like introduces me like we've been fucking friends for years you know That's like i does. literally <laughs> did not know who she was so uh, anyway, it was amazing. And Sorry. I was lucky enough to get my hands on one of those V respawn after party wristbands for OC6. And we went to this fucking epic 
uh, it was a baller party, arcade yeah. bar. Holy crap. That's, that's almost, I would say that's about 90% stealth shampoo, that planning. It was so sick, dude. Like, I mean, you're, we're just walking around, like, everybody who was at OC6 is there. You know, there's the, the Beat Saber developers. There's Nathie and his bro. There's, like, uh, you know, Lucas and Aiden Wolf. Like, these AR developer guys. Like, everybody is just yeah. fucking chilling and hanging out and having a good time. It was a baller party. Yeah. Tossing cocktails and back. I'm, I'm outside just trying to get stragglers to spend most of that party outside. Dude, it was so great. <laughs> I loved it. That was such a great I, time. I kept getting random people from Facebook that were just saying that like, they were at a different party and they had heard from somebody that was there that this is the party to be at. And, uh, <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, RSVP, blah, 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 what do you do? And, uh, and they're like, you know, I was like, well, you were on Facebook and you weren't invited. I was like, well, you know, Talon is technically the one who handled the payments for this one and he works for Facebook. So if you want to yell at somebody, I'm throwing Talon under the bus. He can handle it. Talon's good people. <laughs> uh, but. But yeah, it just it was funny, uh, and I remember one of the Facebook developers was like, "What is it like having like the you know the biggest party, the best party? Like everyone's talking about it, the biggest party at Oculus Connect." And I was like, "I don't know, I'm not in there." <laughs> yeah, right, <laughs> dude. It was sick. I had such a good time. I got a little bit tossed too, actually. Yeah, I, I had yeah. a few drinks myself. <laughs> see, what was funny was in San Jose we had straight open bar, right? And people were mostly just drinking beer. I guess they didn't know they could get liquor. They had waitresses. They just can bring it out to you. And I remember in front of uh, Rukafel, I ordered it, like I, because I spent most of that one outside too. And I came in to do her like all thank yous and announcements. We're like at the very tail end of it. And so I ordered a double. And and uh, Rukafel's like, you can order doubles. And I was like, I'll teach you how to adult. Like, yeah. <laughs> Dude, I was crushing specialty cocktails that whole time. Like they had like yep. their list of like you know house cocktails. That's wherever I go. If I'm gonna have a drink at a place, I'm going to like their named cocktails like the ones mm -hmm. that they named or whatever and i was just i was chugging you know like the donkey kong mule or you know like whatever it is that they had as like their specialty cocktail i was all over it so don't you worry buddy i was taking full advantage of that <laughs> full bar party. situation and i think one of the reasons why it's good is because we have that rsvp list and the rule for it was is basically like i have to know you like each individual person had to direct message me on discord or come up to me personally well you had to come to me personally pretty much to get your uh your wristband uh, Vivian vouched for a handful of people as well. Um, but I had to know you in order to invite you in. Now, I'm not an excellent judge of character, but at the very least, I had to know you and know kind of what you were connected to. And the thing that I've noticed growing up is that in the world, it seems that it's about somewhere between 30 and 40% just straight up assholes. And those people can completely ruin a party. Mm -hmm. And my party was pretty much all nerds, like all like VR nerds, right? I mean, there are people that are cool, but you're still nerds, you know? Uh, like Talon is probably like one of the most built and best looking people at the VR conventions and he carries around his custom Dungeons and Dragons dice and he will show them to you. Nice. <laughs> okay, so like, I mean, that's, that these are good people. These are people that aren't going to, you know, they're not starting fights. They might get drunk, but they're not like, you know, hitting on anybody or anything like that. Like they're all just being cool and professional. So you can have like a really fun party that way. And it's very important to do that to just like keep people who are extremely negative <laughs> and toxic. Right. Yeah, out of the party if you yeah. can. I, I don't like excluding my, uh, people, but you know, I was walking around with my Mortal Kombat to. two skills. I, I was mm -hmm. I was willing to show anybody who wanted to see him my Mortal Kombat two skills. Everybody wanted to play Killer Queen. <laughs> Kill oh, I fucking oh, love Killer Queen. That's a great game, man. I love Killer all Queen. Over Killer great Queen. Game. <laughs> I was I definitely got in on a handful of those matches too. It, dude, Killer Queen is like insanely fucking good. If, you, if you've never seen it. Go look for it. And yeah, it's, it's, it haven't played there's it. There's a, a version called Killer Queen Black on Steam that you can play. Um, it's not, you know, it's not the same as being on an arcade no. machine and screaming at all the people. The arcade next experience to you. is the way to go. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. it's I amazing. I think the first time I played a game like that that I thought had legs was uh, the uh, Pac-Man Battle Royale game. 
I really oh, enjoyed yeah. that game. Oh, and then yeah. when I heard about yeah. Killer Queen, I was like, oh, these guys are brilliant. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and then stuff. I never got a chance to play it. I just watched everyone else playing it. And I was like, oh, this is Killer too Queen smart. is so sick. It, just, to, just, to, just to throw it out there, people, Killer Queen is a 10 player arcade game, which is a, it's, it's a 2D game. And this, it's a static screen, almost kind of looks like uh, Smash Bros with like a lot more um, platforms on it. Um, but it's a team game where a team of five takes on another team of five. Each are on an arcane cabinet themselves that has five joysticks on it. So you've got five people. And cup holders. All cramped <laughs> with cup holders, all crammed on one thing against the other five, all crammed on one thing. And the two teams are battling it out. And there are a few different win conditions that you can try to achieve together. Mm. It is so much fun if you are mm -hmm. at a bar and you see killer queen there just grab your friends and play it and yep. you will have a blast i promise it's fun very so fun good. so good i've always thought for like team-based games that that's the best mechanic you could have is multiple ways to win so that like if you're up against one wall and you can't beat the team that way you can go this way mm -hmm. the first time i experienced that was uh onslaught in unreal tournament 2003 and then later on uh the way they handle capture points or um or sometimes even payload events for tf2 but they'd make sure pretty much all the maps had multiple paths that you could use to get to victory. Mm -hmm. And I always, I always felt like that that's just a much needed mechanic, you know, path of least resistance. It's yeah. um, so good. Plenty of like too, and a bunch of other people would do that. But mm -hmm. I still think um, up until I saw Killer Queen, the best implementation I thought was what they did for Onslaught 2003. And Killer Queen, I thought, did a, like a master class on how to build something that does that. And mm -hmm. I want to see more team-based games that do that. Same. There, because I mean, you know, there's one of one of the win conditions is is there's a contested snail that starts in the middle of yeah. the screen. You just ride the snail. You ride it to your side, and it's it moves slowly and like it's not something that's insanely pressing, right? Like if you see an enemy jump on it and start moving it, you've got you're you're filled with all these other ideas. So you might not jump on that immediately, but all of a sudden it'll be like getting closer. So like now everything switches. Like before we were working on the economy win, but now this guy's really close on the snail. So now we all have to switch to some defense, and it's just like. Tactics on top of tactics, melting together and changing on the fly, and uh, it all happens on one screen. And yeah, it's on one screen, and it's with yeah, ten. So you people. got a lot of information you it's have to so absorb, sick. which is what I, I think that distills down to its point about what's fun about gaming is that you have to absorb all of the stimuli and quickly figure out the problem, and you don't have a lot of time to think. And that's the point: is that um, you're playing the video game because you would prefer not to think. And what's really brilliant is that that flow state that you get into where your brain is just doing its thing without thinking, getting into the way, you get in there a lot easier if you're drinking alcohol. It's just a fact. Because programmers have known that forever. Yep. Um, and <laughs> so you put that sucker in a barcade and you've got yourself a recipe for fun. Amen. Hey, and you know what else is fun? Um, which we were surprised with actually is Base Slurpees, which is a brand oh, new yes. VR game. It just came out and yes. Steve had just dropped a code in the chat for this brand new game. Space I did. Slurpees. I did. For anyone, you know, not to go off topic here, but for, for anyone that doesn't know what Space Slurpees is, there's, uh, it's, it's a game that is kind of like the old Nokia game, Snake. Do you remember that? And game? You know, you know, you know what's yeah. closer to, to those? They didn't, they didn't invent Snake. Come on. No. Right. <laughs> Slither IO, dude. It's oh yeah. Slither IO. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, so very similar to both of those games, but implemented in VR and in a really fun way. It also has multiplayer, which is super awesome. Um, I definitely, you know, I think this game released at $6.99, and I, for that price, I recommend this thing all friggin' day long. All day long. This is such a, it's a fun game, and it's one of those games where you go in and you play, right? And you're like, okay, 
all right, this is all right. And then, and then you die and you're like, I have to, I have to, I have to go again. And then it's like a sick cycle where you just have to keep playing this game. It's like really addictive. Well, so, I'm going to play it after the show, actually. As, as soon as we're done with this stream, we're going to play it and film some because it's also live-enabled, as you yes. can see here on the trailer, which is pretty yep. sick. So we've got this huge uh, spaceship that is not green. We're in a green room, all right? <laughs> and we're going to do some mixed reality footage, I think, after the You're show. You're on a for spaceship. This. Yeah, I know. I don't, I don't want to break the immersion here for everyone. But, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. Some people about. said that this looks like a spaceship. So. Dude, it kind of does, yeah. That looks so yeah. fucking sick. I still yeah. cannot I believe have, like, that, that it's real. Rumble ones in the background <laughs> the sci-fi spaceship rumble dude your your set is the best yeah it's pretty legit it's man it's it the is best. pretty legit i can tell you where to buy those hmm. it's cool. really funny I, another streamer actually uh when i he we realized when i had that conversation with him about this stuff being real i switched to the second camera but i realized it actually snapped the adapter off when i was scrambling through here for stuff for the uh texas freeze so I looked at it, I just see like this little piece of metal hanging out of the second camera. And I was like, oh, oh well, bummer. I'll have to order another one of those. Oh, that's a bummer. <laughs> oh, no, no, it's, it's just a little yes, cable, like this little $5 cable. Is it hot there yet? But, huh? Is it hot there yet? Yeah, yeah, it's in the 80s now. It's getting hot here, dude. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, high 90s, almost hit 100 the other at? day. Yeah, Arizona. We're in the desert. Arizona. So, yeah. Y'all got, got yeah. AC2 out there, right? Or y'all in oh, swamp yeah. coolers in, in Arizona, Hell right? to the no, dog. No, it's mostly, yeah, real, real AC. <laughs> yeah, 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 we run because we, it's 100 percent humidity out here in Houston, so oh, we run yeah. AC all day long. Um, as a matter of fact, I don't real realize how bad we run our AC until uh, I was being flown around for a lot of the uh, um, esports stuff, mm -hmm. and you know, it'd be in other countries where they would like go real sparing on the AC, or I would even just go through like O'Hara in Chicago, and they're like going real sparing on AC. And then I stepped off the plane in Houston International Airport, and my skin hurts because it's so cold. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it's July. And then I'll go out to the parking lot and they have these like this massive hole in the built on the wall where you would expect sliding doors to be, but they never close because there's people there and just just this wall of cold air is pushing out of the building. And they're like, Oh, we're fine. And I'm like, Why do we do this? And why don't these other places like we're an energy producer? I forgot about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> got all this extra energy, so just burn on the AC. Let's just burn it. Screw it. Until you don't, <laughs> evidently. <laughs> Until you don't, indeed. But fuck it. We'll be dead by then. So who cares? Oh, well, yeah. Let's burn this freeze, bitch at both There's ends. There's no power to speak of. <laughs> I built a lean-to up against my freaking um, fireplace. Oh, but my I, uh, I'm an old Boy Scout, so I, I knew what I was doing. Well, that's nice. good. Nice. That's good. So, nice. man, this is like... You know, we took a couple of weeks off, you know, but honestly, like, there has been so much shit just in the past couple yeah. of days. Yep. Like, all kinds of shit happening in yep. the VR space in just the, in the past couple of days. Yep. And I feel like, I mean, I'm just going to bounce the ball right into your court. Like, sure. Where, where, where should we be right now? Well, you know, first of all, we talked about we talked about space slurpees. We got which which you guys should check out. We dropped a code into chat. We'll be dropping some more codes. Also, we're gonna do a giveaway on Twitter. We're gonna do a giveaway in the Discord. So check out all those spots for lots of free space slurpee stuff. Um, but another great game that came out for the Quest is a game called Swarm. And this game, it's oh man, it's so much fun, man. I, I think about this game a lot. Um, it's, it's, you have grappling hooks. So everyone knows I love grapple tournament in, in the show, right? I love that game. This game, you have a grapple in both hands, um, and you swing around and you take out enemies and it's almost like, it's almost like Galaga mixed with like Spider-Man with guns. Um, it's really, really cool. It's a, it's a super fun game. Um, I highly, highly recommend this game as well. Um, I mean, 
in one day we got a couple really great releases for games between space slurpees and swarm mm-hmm. i i Oh yeah, look at that Spider Man with guns. guns. It, it says is, right on the thing. That's good. <laughs> it is what it is. I mean, the fact, yeah. the thing that like really gave it an, the vibe for me is just the two-handed um, grappling. You know, yeah, like, like yeah. that's the Spider Man. Very Windlands. Yep. Yeah. The two. Yeah. Yeah. Very Windlands too. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But I, I really like the swing. I like the swinging a little bit better in this game than I do in Windlands. I like how so so you can grab. You know, you can shoot both your grappling hooks and you can pull and you can create tension on the lines. And kind of like fling yourself um, in different directions, and it's it's just super super fun. Um, and with all the motion in this, I, I feel like they did a pretty good job uh, uh, making it so you don't get motion sickness because you are flying through the air at mm-hmm. incredible speeds. They right? really got the motion sickness thing pretty licked, don't they? Yeah, remember how they're doing tough pretty it good. was for them back in 2016. I do, <laughs> I do, man. I remember a couple times thinking I was gonna yak. And you know, I you, remember the uh, a lot the of people mentioned Lone Echo like that. They because they were oh. told you can't do a space game, and then they did that. And Jason Rubin was checking out their demo, and Jason Rubin was like, "Why am I not sick?" Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. they discovered a bunch of things that are now industry standard. Yeah, yeah, those guys are great, man. Ready it's on, fantastic. I'm really looking forward to Lone Echo too. But yeah. uh, Swarm here, I would I would say to anyone in the chat that you're going to have a blast playing this, and I do hear. That there is uh, multiplayer co-op and um, PvP. I think maybe it's just PvP. I'm not sure, but there is some multiplayer coming to this game uh, post-launch for in a post-launch update. So I think I think co-op would be the way because I think so too. This really like we mentioned yeah. Galaga like straight up. This shit is Galaga, y'all. Yeah. Like if you've ever played Galaga, like it's as these things are spawning into your space, you're like trying to get them right away you yeah know? like I, I love galaga actually like yeah. i would play galaga right now if we had it here yeah it's a great game i think it's, it's awesome mm-hmm. and i when i, I when i realized it's like high score based right it's like get on top of it like get a good combo going like mm-hmm. what's the most efficient way to clear this area there's a lot of that going on in here as you're flying around yeah so. with a lot of things that are trying to kind of mess with you and, and keep you off the main the main you know topic of what you mm-hmm. should be shooting there, there's other things following you and trying to kill you um, as you're swinging around, you can't touch the ground, so you have to make sure that you don't you don't uh, miss with your grappling shots. It's really a lot of fun, man. It, it's I have a blast with this game. I go into it pretty often. So. And by the way, there's a few people who look like they might be organizing a little space slurpees action after the show. Ooh, join yeah. the join the Between Realities Discord because we're interested. You know, like I said, oh, hell yeah. I'm, I'm planning on on filming some of this after the show. So jump into the Between, uh, Between Realities Discord if you guys want to join us for a match. And uh, maybe we'll get a multiplayer game going. Oh, by the way, um, recently Skiva added a like a whole like bot system or whatever to our our Discord. And now mm-hmm. there's like leveling tiers and shit. Like as you comment and as you post in there, you gain levels. And we have plans on giving away some Between Realities merchandise mm-hmm. as prizes if you mm-hmm. are active in our discord and we haven't exactly figured out what that's going to be no but it's they're going to be good you know what we'll do some between realities merch we'll do some games and i think for high enough levels maybe maybe like a quest or something is what i'm thinking yeah fuck you know yeah if you hit yeah if you get to level thousand in our fucking Discord, or like a hundred whatever yeah just show up okay come to the discord start (laughs) saying shit um all right so what else do we got dude so i guess we should say game focus here right because population one right now is popping it's popping the fuck off right it is man population one is 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 doing really well they keep like updating this game with more and more stuff and it's just like i can't believe so now you can go inside the tower 
They open this thing up, and you can go inside the tower and duke it out. And I haven't done this yet, but Skiva went in there, and apparently it's a goddamn bloodbath up in there. It of is. So, so, each, <laughs> so each time that you go into we this game. We all knew it was a trap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So each time you go into this, in, each time you do a, a round, right, there's three power cubes that will be inside of the tower. Now, the tower isn't the entire uh, tower because the thing is huge, right? So it's about three stories of this tower and there's three cubes inside every time you go in. And if you can get in there and get those cubes, uh, you'll earn different skins for different guns and for different, um, you know, for different player character skins. And it's really super awesome. But you go in there and like everyone's in there trying to get the cubes and just to make a run in there and grab cubes is really tough sometimes. So it's super funny. I remember uh, last night we jumped in for a few and everyone in the lobby got together and they're like, okay, tower truce. All right, everyone go in, <laughs> get your cubes, and no one's going to kill each other. And everyone went in, you know, waving their hands. It was so funny, man. But usually you go in there and there's just people camped all over the place trying to destroy you. And you're trying to get those cubes. And it's, it's super fun. It's super fun. They oh, did so a great job. Uh, they, did the, they did a cube like they did for the other ones where they're like same cubes. side. So everybody can yeah. grab the same cube. Okay. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're so the you same can tower cube. truce it. Okay. Yeah, you can. Everyone goes in. You grab the cube, but the cube remains for the rest of the players. So yeah. yeah, Sean from Rendered right. Reality sneaking in here. Looks like he was trying to grab some cubes last night. Mm. What's up, Sean? Good to see you, dude. What's up, buddy? How um, are you? So we, mm -hmm. didn't you you were mentioning to me though that like if you die or whatever, you don't get it. No, no, no. So so I mean, if you die before you get the cubes, then you don't you don't get any, oh, right? right? But but if you go in and you grab a cube and you die, you do get I, that. I, I get one. You do get one. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's so good. if you but they're kind of scattered, and each time you go in there, they're in a different place. Right, so you don't know where they're going to be, and you got to run around for a little while and find them while you're trying to avoid death. Wow. Right? So, so I, I bet time. you, because it's, I mean, I, I, it, people must be in close quarters in there then. Are, are, is this like Katana City and like Knife City up in this bitch? Like, first thing you do is everything. There, knife, knife everything. Up. I mean, people are whipping zone grenades in there. People are like camping right above the doors are when you come in, in just shooting down at you. There's no weapons in there. So, you've got you to gotta get your weapons before you go in. Or you just go right for the tower, try to run in there, grab your cubes, and hope no one comes in, guns a blazing, right? So they did it. It's a really good mechanic. I, 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 at first I was like, yeah, you know, I don't know. But then I went in, and people really are. It's hard to go in there and get those cubes. Is there well, the, the brilliance yeah. is is that now everyone isn't just dropping on cemeteries. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Cemetery, yeah, cemetery, yeah. and the tower. Yeah. So people aren't <laughs> caring about winning right now. Everyone's trying to get the cubes, right? That's the, like main objective. So it is. If you do don't care about the cubes, it's actually a little easier to win because everyone's destroying each other in in the tower. So is this like a beehive where there's just like one entrance and like they're all kind no, of no? There's multiple going? entrances on each side of the tower, and there's also entrances on the second floor where you Up can smash down. through the glass and kind of break in. So you never know where people are going to be coming in and just you know destroying everyone it's super fun man they, they just big box is doing a fantastic job you know supporting this game and adding new game modes and making it so i want to go in over and over and every time i put this freaking game down and i pick up another game there's another reason for me to pick it back yeah. up and get re-hooked on they it keep pulling me back in oh, i would dude, like to seriously. see them turn on war mode while they have this tower thing on yeah war mode would look good in the tower yeah and they do have they did bring back the custom uh the the private, private lobby. server the, the private lobby beta and i think it might have just been for yesterday but i'm not sure so 
Yeah. But anyway, um, I mean, I it's think great. private great. private servers is is I think I mean especially in VR that. like yeah. that is that is the way to have yeah. a great time in a multiplayer game. For it's sure. Like, get your peeps and get in there together. Yeah. Like, that is. Yeah. The, yeah. And, and that would be great also with war mode too. How you have esports tournaments of any kind without right. it, you can't literally can't do it. Straight right. up. <laughs> right. Exactly. Straight exactly. up. So we are Full hoping. Yeah, and we are hoping we're going to be doing some some uh, some esports, you know, um, uh, tournaments here coming up soon, and hopefully we're work, trying to work with Big Box to get get some stuff rolling here, uh, and Cyber Shoes as well. Um, also, guys, go down in the description. There is a Cyber Shoes giveaway right now uh, for the full kit with the shoes, the chair, the carpet, everything. Go down there and check it out. Click the button, enter to win, and uh, yeah, you'll have fun getting some exercise. It's a good time. Cyber Shoes kit yep. is is worth it a, just for the fucking stool alone. That's a lot of people say I want it just for the stool. Dude, the Cyber Shoes <laughs> stool is so good. It it's is good. so high quality. Like, it the is. thing spins And the carpet. Forever. The little carpet. Even if you just want to put it on the ground and that's your play space and mm -hmm. you know when you're stepping off the carpet, there's each part of this kit is, is it's, awesome. It's quality. Yeah, it is. It's really it quality. It is quality. And, and, yeah. I, and as I always say, the, the Cyber Shoes are best used in conjunction, in my opinion, yeah. with regular locomotion. Yeah. You, yeah, it's your sure. choice when you decide you want to kick your feet in. And those moments are, I, I feel like a kid in those moments, you know, where all of a sudden yeah. I realize I have to like run across like open fire area. <laughs> and I'm like, oh shit, here we go. <laughs> you know, I just like put my feet into it. It's really fun. Yeah. So it is. It's good. a good time. It's a good time. You get some exercise, you get your blood pumping, you know, I uh, burn some calories at the same time as you're playing video games. Yep. So anyway, you know? win one for anyway, free yep, in the fucking description free. below. Lots of lots of good stuff going on. Um, you know, we will. You know, it's great. It's great for population one because you get to run and then jump off stuff and fly and then hit the ground, start running again. So it's good. Uh, it's not compatible with the Quest version just yet, but we're working on getting that working. So, so. in other hardware news, yes, there was a a teaser today from our favorite teasing fucking VR yes, company. There out was HT. Sizzle. There was, yes. HTC, they are. They came out with us, and uh, they're like, hey, guess what, everybody? We're done with these accessories. Like, yep. here's your new teaser. And I think we've got it up on the screen now. Now that the accessories are out of the way, let's get down <laughs> to business, it says. And we have a, a, of course, cryptic image of the top of a VR headset, which I we think, think is all, the top of a VR headset. That's absolutely what this yeah, is. I think so, too. And there is a camera lens, of course, sitting up there pretty to indicate that it is inside out tracking yes uh which i don't know should have been their their number one selling point here since their inside out tracking on the cosmos was an absolute dumpster fire <laughs> <laughs> right so i don't think this is where i would have initially set my stuff but we all know how the marketing department at htc is well that and i mean you it know. kind of you know the cosmos was a wired headset right but at this point i think you know people assume inside out tracking almost alludes to the idea that it's standalone right so yeah I think these guys are definitely going to go standalone, that's, that's man. the I only mean, thing i mean they've already you know. confirmed it was that's yeah. they've been working on something yeah. like that so Poo yeah they're 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 ceo uh, Nanners, did yeah. you see this image uh i don't think i've seen this one before but i've had conversations with uh people at htc and sony and everybody else in the uh space that were trying to put out um uh, standalone headsets and when facebook announced their uh initial price point and then again when they announced their quest 2 price point uh they were all off the record uh very much complaining about that price Oh yeah, like, There's for no sure. way to compete at that. That's heavily subsidized. They're all mad. And I was like, well, you know, Facebook kind of Facebook. Yeah, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, and so so it's not that they're able to necessarily 
sell this thing at a at a uh, at a profit, right? Facebook, I'm talking about. They are they are losing money, but at the, but where they're making up on that money is where they sell your data, right? They collect your data, they sell it, they create these 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 hyper crazy uh, profiles about you, right? And that's where they're making their money on this. So for other companies well, like HTC that that don't have uh, a business model of selling data, right? They have to get the money from the sales. You know what I mean? So this is not going to compete in price range. I wouldn't imagine with uh, the Quest. I've, I've, I've been in on these uh, conversations. The, the actual plan uh, for how they're pricing stuff is actually to cement themselves in the store. Basically, they wanted their store to be the scheme of VR, yeah. so to speak. Yeah. And then that's where they plan on making the money. They're like, uh, if everybody has one of these headsets and everybody's using the Oculus store. That's also why they don't make it like cross-compatible or super easy for people to use other stores. Mm -hmm. That's the, the mm -hmm. entire point. It's like if everyone is just using the Oculus store, then uh, we make all our money off of licensing. This is how consoles work. Consoles, they don't, uh, it's not exactly like how iTunes and Steam works, but there's traditionally all these licensing fees that are the same concept, that they mm -hmm. all take a cut of every game yeah. sold. And yeah. they take their losses on the actual console. And so that's the model that Facebook, or more precisely Oculus at the time, when they mm -hmm. made that decision, they just let it by them and they said it's okay. Yeah. But that was the that was the plan. It's like we have all this extra money that Facebook will give us that we can use to subsidize this to set up our future, which is that we have this everybody using these consoles and we take our cut on sales. The thing sure. is that the games don't quite exist at the level they need to yet, but they will. And so this is sort of like a chicken and egg problem. And that's yeah, the right. problem that they were working to solve. Yeah. I did not think that they would be able to talk the powers that be all the way down to a three hundred dollar price point. I did not I think that it's was insane. gonna happen. So I was like, I, I knew that they, I knew that that was a possibility, but I was like, surely, because because Facebook says yes to a lot of stuff, but they say no to a lot of stuff too. Yeah. And so <laughs> I just didn't think it was gonna happen. So when I made that announcement, I was like, oh, people keeping secrets from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Steve, for a while now, you've been saying that the reason why HTC can and maybe will survive here is because of their fucking yeah. platform. Absolutely, man. They have the ecosystem. They have the servers. They have a store. They have Vive port, right? Like someone like Pico is going to have a harder time getting nothing. into the game because they're working on creating this store, but it's not, you know, but Vive, man, they have a great store right now. They have a great ecosystem. And if you could buy a headset and pay a Vive port infinity fee, and then all of a sudden you have all these games that you can play in your headset. I mean, right there, that's a huge competition. That and the fact that you don't need a Facebook account. So I mean, I think right away, they're going to have a lot of sales on this headset, whether their tracking is, is up to Oculus standards or not. Just the fact that you don't need a Facebook account, I mean, is, is huge. It's to a lot it's, of people, to a lot of people. It's funny. That's so. actually why they had to come up with Viveport and why Facebook, uh, not Facebook, why Valve ended up making their own headset. You remember Valve famously did not want to make a headset because mm -hmm. like the hardware game is a loss. Like, you can't make a lot of money in doing that. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they partnered with uh, HTC and gave them all this technology. And like, hey, you guys do it. And they're like, yeah. okay. And then HTC were, you know, they were losing their shirt on it. And they're like, well, you know, uh, we're making this headset. We're not making a lot of money on it. And the money is in the stores. And Valve is just basically getting all the money off the stores, but mm -hmm. I haven't invested in the hardware. Mm -hmm. And so HTC does Viveport. And Valve is like, huh, not so fast. So then they started making their own headset. And that's why they split up over it. But right. that's, that's right. the thing. I, Valve was basically trying to get a free dinner. Yeah. The whole thing. Well, and you I'm know, like, come on, man. HTC also cool. had <laughs> had a terrible customer service, right? They would hold customers' headsets hostages. You know, you'd you'd, you'd send in <laughs> your headset and be like, "Oh, this isn't working," and they'd be like, "Okay, well, it's either going to be three hundred dollars to fix it or sixty dollars to get your headset back." Right? Unless you're a streamer, right? 
Right, unless you're a streamer, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you get this so, exped- there's a whole expedited yeah. process if you can prove like literally any kind of public facing yeah. usage, which is like you have a big uh, Reddit thread about the bad customer service, that'll do yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you're a popular <laughs> yeah. streamer. You're like the number one or number two team in an esports league. There's lots of ways to get around it. Yeah, uh, but, but it you is, know it it's is unfortunate annoying. that that they treated their customers like that, and I think that was one of the reasons too that Valve was like, eh, maybe we'll do it ourselves because you guys are treating our customers like garbage, and people are walking away and going over to Oculus. I, I would love to take Valve's side on that one because I've mm-hmm. been a loyal customer there for a while, but having been on the inside and business decisions, they that was literally purely because the uh, the Viport Viport mm. and that makes sense. They're, they they're do like, have we an don't want you competing with our product. We're right. not making a product competing with yours, and they're right. like, well, now we're going to make a product competing with yours. Well, and now and, I feel and, like and, I have HTC to. HTC had no choice. They had yeah. to do a store because they were going. They were losing their money. They're yeah. Like, now, I feel like I have to bring up the question, too. Like, right now, we're kind of having this conversation, like, almost assuming that this is a consumer product. And, you know, and there's a, a comment on that Twitter thread that raised my eyebrow. And then, like, okay, well, there they are. They're saying it out in the open. Time to get down to business, a.k.a. Enterprise. <laughs> you know, and it's like, mm. ooh, like, all right. Like, They've I, actually had really good success with enterprise-facing uh, H&B. Like, selling Vive for, uh, I think it was BMW bought above Porsche for a showroom sponge. People were buying their headsets for enterprise usage, especially yeah. because Oculus, they weren't really focusing on the enterprise side. And while they had released enterprise licensing tools, they were impossible to use. And it was always just mostly vaporware. And lots of people in the yeah. uh, VRcade space, for example, a lot of people use them for various enterprise products. And Oculus is just unusable. Yeah. So it's been duking it out. Which between, is crazy. Uh, how, and, how is that even also been in that space. How, how is it that Oculus doesn't have a really good business solution right now? That's, that's so it's weird to not, me. It's not know? their goal. Right. <laughs> it's not worth it for them. Their goal, right. their goal is to get is volume. So they're doing yeah. basically the Walmart model, which is we need to get a whole crap ton of sales and make a little bit of money versus making a lot of money on a little bit of sales. Yeah. That's the mentality. So yeah, but you get, you get people it. also used to VR. Um, by companies, you go to work, you put on a VR headset, you're more opt, I think, to maybe maybe do so at home because now you have seen the technology, you've been blown away by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go home now and buy your, you know, a, a Quest for two ninety nine if you want. Yo, yeah, you know. I, we, yo, we Game, Gamertag <laughs> uh, VR it, in the chat wants to know your views on the whole Facebook Oculus like data thing, you know? I mean, because there's, first of all, there was a news thing that you, I think you were getting ready to queue up. That yes. Fucking data let a, the, sh- or they, Facebook let a shitload of data. Yeah, like 533 million mm-hmm. Facebook user accounts, phone numbers, addresses, everything. All leaked. this shit. So there's yeah. that, but I mean, phone as book, a, as, as a data, whole, yeah. you know, I guess you can you can respond <laughs> yeah. to this thing specifically, but as a whole, mm-hmm. where do you stand on Facebook's position in this in this industry? And you know, do you hate it as much as Kiva? Um, Yeah, I'm not a big Facebook hater. They do make a lot of mistakes, but I understand some of the decisions they make. Some of the decisions they make is like, okay, you were you're being a dick on that one. But I'm I'm a more complex like world is gray kind of guy. I try not to like just jump right in and say like everybody's negative, mostly because I've worked with these guys and I know the people that work there. Uh, They started when I was first working with them. They had like I think 14 or 15,000 people, and this is like pre-election. And then when it came out that, you know, bad actors were literally using their platform to spread misinformation, they went on a hiring spree and they went up to 45,000 people wow. literally just trying to develop algorithms to deal with these bots that were flooding their system with misinformation. Well, the problem is, is they're trying to police 2.3 billion people. Yeah, and so it's, it's become it's, it's a cat and mouse game. They can't win. They, they didn't realize that there was a war being waged with misinformation. 
and that the Department of Defense is not doing it. Instead, the Department of Defense just came to them and says, hey, it's your problem. Deal with it. Mm -hmm. And so they're, like, having to build the weapons to deal with it. But the problem is, is people are getting caught in collateral damage. These are people who keep posting on Reddit that they got banned from Facebook and lost their account. Mm -hmm. That's a whole other debacle. So their bots are trying to figure out who's fake and who isn't. The problem is, is the people that run bot networks, they're better at not looking fake than a person who isn't fake. Yeah. And then once their systems get caught, they're also better at playing the game on Reddit and Twitter and what have you, saying, oh, I got blocked, blah, blah, in order to get their system unblocked. So Facebook, when they keep getting hosed by these people playing the social engineering game, they start saying, okay, well, then we're going to do like a high school does when they get screwed. There's like zero tolerance, and zero tolerance is never a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> and so it becomes this huge debacle. And that all, that all became this massive debacle because they were looking for places to cut money because of the heavily subsidization of the headsets. And they were like, well, wasting all this time trying to have security professionals do double duty over at Oculus to uh, secure the accounts and to, uh, set up authentication routines and integrate with everything. Let's just merge it with the Facebook thing, and we have our regular high-end security team handles the login routines. And mm -hmm. everybody's like, this is a great idea. And no one says, well, see, we actually have new rules and stuff that we're developing that's actually going to screw your guys. Like, no one mentioned that in any freaking meeting until everything was merged in and it was causing problems and it was too late to go back. Yeah, And they're just, so it's rocking a hard place. And Facebook, uh, as like a matter of course, and this is pretty much any publicly traded company, uh, they are unwilling to admit that they've made a mistake. And that's because the second you make a mistake, all the high-frequency trading algorithms see that you said that you made a mistake, and they tank your stock price. And everything's out of control. So you literally can't be honest. Same thing happens with Jeff Bezos. Like uh, People paint him as like some evil billionaire, but literally the, the job of CEO is to keep that stock price up. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, is that unless there's a wall saying you can't do that, he has to do it. That's Correct. literally yeah. the job. Yeah. And so he's rocking a hard place in that we well, literally he, make laws that's to one say of that the you're things, not allowed to do that. That was one of the it's things an, that... It's annoying. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things that kind of gets me about Facebook, right? So we're, get, we're, we're mm -hmm. trusting them and we're saying... Well, we're forced to trust them, right? Because we want to play VR and we want to play VR yeah, for yeah, not a billion yeah. dollars and, and, and have a you know standalone headset. In retrospect, right? it was a bad idea. Yeah. Right. But now, <laughs> but so now they have all this data on us. But what what happens when you know when some nasty old CEO that doesn't give that has zero you know morals or ethics at all buys makes an offer on Facebook? They have to sell it according you know because they're they're stockholders. Um, are there and they need a profit, right? That's, I mean, that's the main goal of well, publicly traded companies. Well, if you sell companies. your company, the profit ends, and generally whatever price someone offers you, because they're going to offer you something that's beneficial to them. Right. So you can usually talk your way out of that one in, in any kind of like board meeting, unless your company is completely screwed and they have enough stock that they're the ones who can vote on sure. that one. If you have enough controlling stock, like you can vote that down anytime someone tries to buy it. But that is something that actually constantly happens. Mm -hmm. uh, Mark is. Zuckerberg is just a programmer. He's not some like evil mastermind. But the painting of him as an evil mastermind online and the painting of Facebook as evil is actually, from my opinion, a common thing that you see a lot of old money people do yeah. in order to try to push a CEO out so they can get their guy in. And then their guy is the one that actually does the, the, the damage. Painting. Yeah. I've yeah. seen it happen too much. That's what happened to KB Toys, for God's sake. Oh, KB but, uh, Toys, yeah. They're, yeah, they're yeah. It happens to a lot of companies. And it's yeah. just... It, I, well, it's, and that's what Steve is talking about. Play, play and that's what he's level. talking about. He's talking about that fucking guy coming in yeah. and getting the reins. And then at that point, yeah. are we totally screwed? Like, yeah. yeah, well, the, sec the, the, yeah, the second you hear that, uh, that it's being sold to somebody and everybody's like, oh, wait, this guy? We know this guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah that's the time to be like, well, you know, the headset was fun. It probably the battery's going on in any way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. but you know, but the unfortunate thing is now all your games. So if you if mm. you have invested into the Oculus ecosystem, you're going to lose all your games. 
right? Yeah. So it's very hard to be like, ah, no. You know, they're kind of sticking you in there. But there is silver lining in, in my opinion. And mm -hmm. that silver lining is that um, Oculus, even though initially they did try to break this, they did not break the ability for you to stream other VR games directly to your headset. Right, which is weird yeah. to me. Uh, they I wanted why. to. They did, and, and we were like, no, no, not so fast. But they wanted to break yeah. that. They wanted to completely lock you into their store, and you don't. I was actually very surprised that Google with, uh, God, what is their, their game streaming platform, Tango or something like that? Oh, uh, Stadia. Stadia, yeah. Stadia. Mm -hmm. I guess because they really couldn't get it to work right. Yeah. But if they had got that to work right and they had people with capable um, internet and stuff, Wi-Fi solutions yeah. and internet in their house, they could literally virtualize and stream uh, PC VR games directly to your Quest 2 headset and completely cut Facebook out of any of the uh, money from mm. it. That they sounds great. could have done that. That they sounds great. figure the technology part of it out. Yeah. That sounds like a solution to me. Yeah, but, but, but so Facebook but, came but out and said no. But with Elon Musk's uh, Starlink, yeah. the kind of speed they'll get there, and if they get the Wi-Fi solutions uh, sorted out, it could actually work. Yeah. Yeah, but Facebook came out and they added in uh, something to the terms of service that says there is now no cloud streaming allowed. So anyone with, you know, those clouds. <laughs> they know. They're, yeah. they're smarter than and I those, They got there first. Yes. <laughs> and their clouds, you know, there was, there was a people few. I'm trying it. to remember what they were called, right? But there's a few cloud streaming services that people were signing up for putting virtual desktop streamer on, on you know, the cloud server. And then you can play PC VR games. Um, now Oculus has cut all of that out. Um, but they have said that you can stream games as long as it's w a physical machine that you own within your home, right? And you can't, uh, you can't do it off a of cloud service anymore. And, and it makes me wonder, right, is that, are they just trying to cut out all of those services? Do they have something coming themselves? I mean, that's I can't TiVo, imagine that they don't. Model, actually. Yeah. Well, that's what they did with TiVo. Uh, yeah. Because there were a lot of people that would let you stream TV shows that you recorded it into like, they didn't call it the cloud back then, but you could record it offline or somebody did and then you could get it later. And they sued their pants off. And then TiVo came out and says, all right, well, here's a DVR. You have a machine locally in your house that recorded the uh, broadcast that you legally have the right to view mm -hmm. and you can view it later. And there wasn't anything they could do about it. But that opened the door for what eventually became the streaming services we all see. Yeah. So they are stemming the tie uh they'll that that they won't end up winning that tide however if they look at uh, what happened to blockbuster and other people and like riaa i imagine facebook's not so stupid to say okay well obviously this is going to happen so we can either get out in front of it or get rolled over by it so the the question is not if they're working on cloud stuff it's when they'll have it out right I, and i i agree you know i could imagine um, then we'll have those ready player one headsets yeah buddy <laughs> absolutely I can imagine a day where where you know all of these games are not stored on a local uh, on local memory on your headset, and they're just streaming off of you know really badass servers over on you know Facebook or whoever it is is uh, you know headquarters where they have you know racks of thirty ninety graphics cards in there, and you know you're getting like a premium VR experience uh, with Put a mobile headset with no PC, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and to bring one of the actually, I will go ahead and just. Out to bring the 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 most underrated console of all time back into the conversation. Ooh, which one? My Wii U is <laughs> sitting at my house. I was gonna say Dreamcast. No, oh. I'm, I love, I do <laughs> love the Dreamcast. But no, the, the Wii U is underrated. The Wii U is fucking amazing. It is, and it I is. played the shit out of my Wii U. I but do too. Now it's sitting there, completely hacked, totally jailbroken. Yeah. The, the the screen on the Wii U gamepad can be used to play all my emulators. Like the thing is an absolute 
machine yeah. of gaming nowadays. Like I, <laughs> I mailed mine to my it. nephew to do that. It's so nice. sick. You can even you can even use an external hard drive to load Wii and Wii U games yep. through the USB on the back. So I have an, an insane Wii and Wii U collection. It is so amazing. I love it. Of all legally obtained games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Legal eh, whatever. Come Someone on, Nintendo. Backup, fucking come get me. I dare you. <laughs> no. <laughs> but anyway, what I want to say here is that I can't help but feel like the Quest and the Quest 2 are just like a jailbreaking or a hacking away from being yeah, completely blown wide open, you know? Yeah. So we might be using be our Quest GitHub. 2 in, in, a, in a year or two as that, right? Like right. I do my Wii U, and I'll just like use that to play all of my super hots and, you know, h Well, you know, that's how your fit worked, right? They were constantly finding jailbreaks. Oh, <laughs> oh man, those, yeah, right? those guys your, your got fit, Your fit was not working in a way that was technically legal, uh. and uh, they found this gray area, and then uh, and Facebook kept patching it. Because what they were finding was security holes in order to do it because Facebook was refusing to work directly with them to allow them to have access to that because they were going to also have access to data that they could sell. And Facebook's like, no, 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 we sell data. Yeah. Uh, so it was yeah. just a bit of a back and forth. Poor sick. Uh, and oh, then dude, eventually I know. some developer so at uh, Facebook whose job is to, to, in, to invent new features, he just says, oh, you know what? I'll just, instead of come up with my own idea, I'll just rip this idea yep. off. They and completely that stole that shit from that guy. And yeah. that's the stuff that really really bothers me not only yeah. are you can are you screwing your consumers but you're also screwing the people who make the stuff for your headset why would you do yeah. such a thing it's completely well, ridiculous like I said, that's to me. not a that's generally not a leadership decision that's generally uh a developer is in charge of a team that he has a job he has to do and yeah. he is really and the reason he has a leadership position because he's really good at lying and cheating and convincing people that he's the good guy so right. sad. and it just happens so people yeah. get hosed by that because they don't have time to like read everything i tell you anybody running oculus they didn't know what your fit was <laughs> Yeah. They're too busy trying to figure out how they can fit the how they can um, get the logistics on creating these optics they need and they need manufactured in this country that's underwater. Like that's their problem. Don't so when have... this guy says, Oh, we're gonna do this fitness tracker, and they're like, Okay, fine, and they just sign it off. Don't we have and then six everybody, everybody books says for they stole show? it and somebody, some PR guy comes through and is like, Hey, someone's always stole this and he's <laughs> like, just send it to legal, let them figure it out. Like he's just I don't have time. Yeah. We had yeah. we six showed interest. He said he would be on the show and then he just disappeared. So oh, we haven't gotten sure. him. Yeah, no, maybe he maybe he'll six be a season four guy. Yeah. <laughs> we will have him. We will have him on this show. Yeah. We'll, He's we'll, got a great story. Maybe we'll hit him up and like do a bonus episode with him or something. Speaking yeah. of good wonder. stories, actually, you're talking about like a OC5 when we were there with all those people. Uh, Vivian, that was kind of like her idea to like get all these people that we already had and put jerseys on them. But there was also, uh, we, we kept hearing stories about people in the VR space about gatekeepers, like all these people that would get in your way if you were trying to do something like your show right there. And I hate people that exclude people. I was bullied my entire life and always excluded from stuff. People find me, well, obnoxious. So they just push me out of the friend group constantly. Aww, and so I hate You're welcome so in I our am, group, we buddy. We love our Pune. Yeah. It's, it's, it's fine. I have, I, have a, I have a tight group of nerd friends that usually it's okay. Uh, <laughs> but the thing is, I've, as a result, I've become anti-exclusionary, anti-gatekeeper. And so anybody who was wanting to do anything, I'm like enabling them. I'm sending them graphics, helping them develop their own motion graphics and their uh, OBS. Uh, their people that were doing their own VR esports tournament leagues. And I was like, I will help you get that off the ground. Nice. Like, I'm not going to organize anything. I hate that. It's like, but I will help you do it. I will enable you. I'll give you everything you need. And I just do that hand over fist. And I remember I had run into at OC5 Thrill, who came over to uh, me and Cutie Pop and Toge. I think we were at some other like you know pre after parties. This is like early day uh, before like the big after party. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were there to meet some people, and Thrill came over to just talk to me. And he was just like, you know, hey, I'm Thrill. This is what I'm doing. And he was like really sheepish because he's so used to being basically harangued by the gatekeepers. And he was telling me what was going on. And I was like, we've come to the right place. We're the anti-gatekeeper. I was like, you know, and I was like, here, just give me your thing. Here's the after party. 
And I was like, you know, I'll send you a jersey, all the things. You respawn right away. And then before we really had a chance to promote him, like we promoted him like a little bit. Before that, he just blew up all on his own. Dude, really <laughs> amazing. Yeah. We're seeing Joey do the same thing right now. I don't know if you remember Joe A. You remember him? No. No. He's been making a lot of posts on uh, Twitter. Like he's really got the comedy, the VR comedy thing figured out. I'm just like, you know, doing really fun, memeable shots. But I ran into him with a Walking Dead Saints and Sinners tournament with him and Shadow Veins and another player. I can't think of the name right now. But uh, Vivian started this thing called V Respawn Pros where they stream on Twitch. They take pro players and they have them stream on Twitch. And then they will go to their normal Twitch channel and funnel people over to their channel on YouTube. And to help, help sort of like an incubator to help build them. Mm-hmm. Well, Joey just pretty much all on his own just started blowing up because he's freaking hilarious. So he's definitely somebody you might want to yeah, have I'll, on. Yeah, I'll be checking that out for sure. Yeah, for we sure. should get him. So listen, we... Thrill's impossible to get a hold of. Though. Yeah, it's true. That he's motherfucker tough. will not respond to anybody. Yeah. Well, you have to... He's told me that, that... Here, I'll tell you later in a DM the secret because I can't say it here because then the secret will be out and it won't work. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, that sounds good. So listen, we, we're going to have to wrap this up pretty soon because... Oh, damn it. I know. Isn't this crazy? What the There's hell? So oh, fun. yeah. We're at an hour and a half. Boom. What it went. Crap. I'm a talker. But, but I, do, I do want to ask Poonanners one more thing and get a little bit more from him on this matter. Um, the first... I think, like, the first time I ever got in front of a camera to, like, try just, like, start putting myself into some of this space was responding to a like casting call as a commentator for a game that I played a shitload of at the time called Smite. I'm sure there's some Smite players out there because it's a free-to-play game, and it's extremely good. Um, so, but anyway, I was like, oh, commentator. Like, I could do that. Like, definitely. I could easily do that. So let's go. And I like started kind of doing it. I like went to go cast a game, this game that I played religiously. And I got in there, and holy shit, casting is hard. Duh, 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 duh. It is not easy at all, and I'm convinced that when you first get started, when you it, first it get started, sure. I'm still, I'm still convinced that this is one of those things that, like, you either got it or you don't, kind of thing. You know what I mean? And Poonanners, you and some of your colleagues make it sound effortless. Like how smoothly you guys are able to just like throw these analytics in and stay right on top of it. Also. Anyway, maybe you can give us a little bit of your perspective on commentating and maybe give some advice to some budding commentators out there. So the tips I always give people is, one, obviously it's going to take a lot of practice. But the first thing I tell people is, are you the kind of person that everyone tells you to shut up all the time because they can't stand the fact that you never stop talking? Are you that kind of person? If you are, <laughs> this might be the job for you. Your job literally is to fill dead air. I was like, all you have to do is learn some techniques which you can practice. One of those things that I always tell people to go to first is go listen to somebody that is popular, that does well, that you like. And start off by just imitating what they're doing. That's just a thing that you can internally practice. And then add in another person and add in other little flavors and then slowly add in yourself. And this gives you a nice base to get started in how to change inflection, how to be excited in the appropriate moments. And then uh, when it comes to like the analytics on a game, to be able to say uh, it's very different to play a game than it is to watch a game. And you get a lot of arguments between players of like, you don't know what you're talking about. It's like, dude, watching you play, I, I just see more than you do. And uh, like Echo Arena got to the point where literally a good 15 seconds before they scored, just positioning, I was like, yeah, that's going in. Like I could see it way before they knew it was happening. It's like, you might as well just throw your hands up and give up because it's happening. <laughs> there's nothing you can do. I've seen it too many times. And it's just pattern recognition. So there's that. But it's this stream of consciousness. It becomes like a flow state. And at some point, your mouth is going. But your brain is over here thinking about something completely different. Your mouth is doing this. 
and you're actually kind of just tuning in, making sure your mouth isn't saying anything wrong. <laughs> you're not really paying attention to it. But yeah, it's like any other kind of uh, activity. But if you already are a person who gabs a lot, it's really easy. Uh, one of the things that Palador tells me he does is he's been practicing freestyle rapping. And nice. so uh, mm. that allows him to just, you know, uh, helps him work on his improv skills, but also help him work on his enunciation and alliteration and what have you. So he can actually be more clean and come up with these like um, nice things on the fly. And as a result, uh, and then, but the big deal is that he's done like a thousand casts and, yeah. uh, and, and community leagues and what have you. And so that allows him to be really good at practice, practice, practice. Well, I think this is one of those jobs that like, you know, like I said, you either got or you don't kind of situation. But if you do, there is there are openings for you, right? Like there is there is a huge shortage of quality casters, especially in the mm -hmm. VR space. In my And I think mm -hmm. so, like I, I would be looking for I, if if this sounds like something you might be into, I think there's an opportunity for you out there somewhere. So, you know, I would recommend taking some of Poonander's advice, doing some practicing, getting out there and seeing if you can get involved because and you have know, at least yeah. a semi decent microphone, please. Uh, that <laughs> right. is huge. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to upgrade <laughs> yeah. to the sure X5 million like S we have here on SM7Bs. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, good quality stuff helps. Damn it, I don't want to end this show, but we're going to. Ah, this is way it. too much fun. All right, um, Poo Nanners, dude, you're awesome. We have links yes. in our description to all of your shit. Everybody get down there and click on that stuff and follow this guy. Follow V Respawn, and um, let's do this again sometime, dude. Absolutely, man. Gronk. Yeah. <laughs> Gronk. All right, say goodbye to Poo Nanners, everyone. Thanks for being on the show, sir. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. All right. We're going to eject you. Time. See you later, and buddy. He's gone, and we're probably not going to waste too much time wrapping this up. Everybody in the chat, you guys are amazing. Thank you so much for being here. <laughs> that's way too easy. He's fucking around off camera, and that's not all right. Um, <laughs> we're going to smoke some weed, and then we're going to play some space slurpees. So give us like 20, 20, 20 minutes or so, yeah, 30 sure. minutes. We can break down in here, and we'll get a little bit high, and then we will meet with you guys in some multiplayer space. Or Absolutely. Yeah. Join, yeah. join then, us in our Discord. Yes. And next week, next week's we, we, you don't want to miss the show, man, because we're gonna have Lazius on from VR Essentials. And Lazius is awesome. This dude is like one of the best editors I've ever seen. I really, really love his content. So I'm really excited we to chill with him. We are huge fans of Lazius yeah. from VR Essentials. He is a sweetheart. He is yeah. super talented and he is one of the only people that we know that actually told Facebook to go fuck themselves. So it'll be really fun to get him in the conversation. And uh, and we're going to ignore Poonanners for the rest of the night. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. And we will see you next week for another amazing episode Between Realities. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Thank you.